99 Jams Community Matters. Your girl, Super Cindy. Good morning, everybody. So live in the studio, I'm here to speak about something that our community really never plans for, never talks about, never prepares, and they're never prepared for it. And I'm here speaking to the CEO of St. Fort's Funeral Home, Mr. Evan St. Fort. Good morning, Evans. Hey, good morning, Super Cindy. It's ha- I'm happy to be here this morning, super early. How you feeling on this Sunday? Oh, man, well, you you know, uh, this Sunday, I usually get up pretty early, but today I'm going to focus my time on just uh, giving you guys some information that I think is very valuable. Yeah, much needed information. So um, what? So we're going to discuss something called pre-planning. What is briefly pre-planning? Um, pre-planning is briefly the um, same way anyone plans for their college Um you know, when you have a child and then you start to prepay mm-hmm. for your child's college education early, mm-hmm. it's the exact same concept. So okay. it's planning for any type of service that you envision in the future early. Okay. So, yeah, I never thought of it like that. The same way you pre-plan for college and things like that. So pre-planning for death, <laughs> and that's the, that's the simple way to put it. Right. Um, what well first of all how did you get to own your own funeral home like how did you when you were in high school you're like I'm going to get into mortuary science or like what how did you get into that so it's funny because I really didn't have a plan in the beginning um to get into the death care industry mm-hmm. I don't think anybody grows up uh when they're little and says I want to work with death you know it's yeah. just something that is unfortunately not like the happiest place to be Yeah um so for us my father was a serial entrepreneur mm-hmm. um and he dibbled and dabbled in a lot of different industries businesses and um as we were growing up um after all of his experimentation with some of the different companies and businesses that he got into. Mm -hmm. After his father passed away, um, someone said to him, I think you should get into the funeral industry. It's not that he had any uh, prior experience, but Mm -hmm. so he took it as um, that coming from uh, his father. Like for some reason... For some weird reason, he thought it was some sort of like spiritual communication that his father was like, hey, maybe you should do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, he took some of the money that... He had and invested it. We're from Haiti. Mm-hmm. So um, he opened up a funeral home in Haiti in our hometown, Leogun. And um, as soon as that funeral home opened up, um, it did really well in his hometown. Okay. And so he took it as a sign that he should continue to pursue the business. And so from that one location, um, we opened up a second location in Haiti. Uh, and then we opened up a third location in Haiti. And as um, all of that was developing, um, I was in school here. I went to Pace High School, mm-hmm. and um, I was an all-around athlete in school. So athletics was my thing. I played football, ran track. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my thing. But then when I saw everything that was developing, because I would go back and forth from Miami to Haiti every yeah. so often, um, I just said to myself, you know, my father's already laid out the blueprint. Why not just, um, you know, continue and grow Uh, what my father had started. And so from there, um, when I got into college, um, I decided to major in mortuary science and um, went to school for that. And when I graduated, I was doing an internship with a funeral home down here. And as I was doing an internship, I was actively just um, looking around for, you know, different business opportunities. Mm -hmm. And um, I came across the firm that I'm with now. And um, at the 
tender age of 25 years old, when I found the building, it was in North Miami Beach. It was an, an, an existing funeral home that had shut down for a year. And, wow, um, that's convenient. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I, I, I finally found the location, then um, made some phone calls, got a hold of the owners. And believe it or not, at 25 years old, um, you know, I negotiated with them a deal that worked out for us. Um, at the time, too, I had gotten to a huge accident with a charter bus. Mm. And so, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to take some of my own money and invest it and hence where I am at today. So I've been running um, this funeral home in North Miami Beach called St. Forts, which is the family name, for 13 years now. Wow, congratulations yeah. on that. It wasn't happy time, though, opening mm. up. It was really, really, really tough. Um, I can't imagine. They, they always paint entrepreneurism yeah. as the most glamorous thing. Yeah, I no. mean, I'm sure you went through hurdles and obstacles I did. and, 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 and roadblocks. And, yeah, and because I was so young at the time, imagine 25 years old, you're responsible for this building, mm. uh, mortgage, uh, paying people. So what I was doing at the time was working for other funeral homes uh, and bombing um, other individuals, which mm. is, you know, preparing the bodies. Yeah. And that's how I was supplementing my income. I was Wow, of your the, own. Yeah, I was in the red for like three years. Whoa. And my family used to tell me all the time, you know, maybe you should just consider closing. And I, 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 you know, at one point it gets discouraging when someone tells you all the time, maybe you should just close and, and mm. give it up and do something else. And I just kept saying, I, I think I can, I think I can make this happen. And after three years, you know, we started being in the black mm -hmm. and um, it, it took me five years to actually take my first vacation. Hello. Well deserved. Where'd you go? I went to Brazil. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you, like, when people think about, <laughs> when people think about um, death, they're like, that's such a lucrative business. Right. Everyone dies every right. day. Like, whatever. Right. Is that true? Like, is it? Uh... So, you know, the funeral business, uh, I think, accounts for, I'm just, the last time I looked into it, about maybe $14 billion mm -hmm. annually. So, yes, um, you know, the business is lucrative, but. You know, there's a lot of other industries that are way more lucrative. Yeah. Um, there is a misconception that it's 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 really something that anybody can do right away and make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to um, tell you now that's not the case because, uh, you know, I went through it and I know what it takes. And opening up a funeral home, um, it's really a community um, based service-based, people-based yeah. um, Word business. of mouth. Yeah. A lot of word of mouth. So it's like opening up a ministry. It's like opening up a church. Church. It really is. You have to have believers. In yeah, and then, and then those individuals that believe in you um, once they, you know, deal with you, they will mm -hmm. continue to follow you. But it's exactly like that. It's, you know, it's it's building one client at a time. And mm. I'm not going to paint the picture and say, you know, um, I'm wealthy beyond belief. Now, yeah. fortunately, because of me, um, it's like anything, hard work and dedication. If you devote hard work and dedication into anything, I think you can turn it around and make it good. So, yes, I've been able to reap the benefits of what that is, mm -hmm. but it's only because I've also put myself in a position to do that. And it's been, you know, just... And sacrificed yeah, a lot to yeah, get there. Yeah. What is, with your family owning numerous funeral homes in Haiti, mm -hmm. what is the difference between a, 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 blah, 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 a funeral in Haiti and a funeral here? Because I remember when I visited mm -hmm. Haiti, I had gotten kind of caught up in a procession of a of a Haitian funeral, right. and it's very uh, different. What's the word? Well, yeah, the, well, it is different. Um, yeah, like so in Haiti, um, 
you know, the customs are, are pretty much the same in terms of, you know, um, one day for a service, mm-hmm. um, you know, a church, um, you know, a home-going cemetery. A lot of those things are the same. I would say one thing within our culture that is probably different than a lot of other cultures mm-hmm. is that um, the Haitian culture is really into... Um, I'm just trying to think of what the proper term is. We're very emotional people mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So um, you might go to some services and and people are pretty calm and quiet and, and reserved. Others that are uh, no, like... not not with the Haitian community. <laughs> so that's probably one of the biggest n- things that you notice off top. Um, it's just we're very emotional. We let our emotions out right we then We cry and loud. There. Exactly. <laughs> I, I remember doing a service once, and literally we had to blockade the casket mm-hmm. while we were at the cemetery wow. because they trying were to trying to hole. jump into it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. wanted to go too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and then a, one thing about um, our culture is we believe in a lot of uh, rituals. Mm-hmm. So I've seen all sorts of stuff, and I don't know if it's appropriate to name these things, but there, there's a lot of rituals that um, <laughs> some of us will practice and yeah. do, and you just got to let them. It's just their way of grieving. Their belief yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, so. And, and what is, um, okay, so you're, in, you're based in North Miami Beach. Predominantly, do you do Haitian funerals? Is that like your, your, the that, bulk of your clientele? That's our niche because, of course, with us, Coming from overseas, coming and here, they know you from there. A lot of people know us from there. So yes, that's our niche. Mm-hmm. But um, we definitely service everyone in our community, and mm-hmm. we've dealt with even Jewish services. And so we're not um, we're familiar with yes. all the different cultures. But yes, the Haitian community definitely supports us. And we're thankful for that, too. Awesome. So let's talk about the pre-planning. So people tend to think that to pre-plan, you have to be sick, mm-hmm. old. Why? Let's let's focus on, first, the young people, like right. 20, 30s. Like you see in the news now, 30-somethings die from illnesses that old people had that they don't even know they have, right. um, v- gun violence, all kinds of ways that right. death comes upon why do you think young younger people should prepare early on? So, you know, it's kind of like anything, you know. Um, let's talk about um, just money in general. Mm-hmm. If you invest in the market at a young age, um, what happens to your money eventually when you reach, you know, your 40s, 50s, and 60s is that that money that you've invested in the market, even if it's just simple, um, you know, mutual funds, that money will compound, right? Mm-hmm. And so you reap the benefits of that money um, in the long term. So it's the same concept with pre-planning. When you look into some of these college prepaid plans, what they're doing is they're um, pretty much giving you a rate at today's price. Mm. And once you pay for that, um, the price is fixed. So it's the same idea. Um, What we do is you sit with us and come up with what you think is going to work for you in terms of funeral, cremation, whatever that plan is. Mm-hmm. Once you come up with plan, we let you know what the today's cost is. And with today's cost, you can make the payments towards that so that in the future, when the prices do change, you don't have to worry about inflation. 
Oh, so once you like start making a payment, like if you and I agree and my services come out to be $3,500 and I start making payments on it, right. if I die 10 years from now, there's, there's no... Whatever yeah, I paid for is what I'm still going to get. That's what you're going to get. And so well, that's good. here's the other thing, you know, if you have those funds tied into, let's just say, a pre-planning system with the funeral home, you can actually get those monies back. So if you had an emergency and you needed to, you know, pull out the funds, mm-hmm. um, it's not like those funds are tied up. Oh, so that's so you the can thing. request it back from the funeral yeah. home? So that's the thing that a lot of people get confused. You know, they're like, well, why do I have to do this? Well, you have to do it if you're smart, because anyone that I know that's been successful, part of their success has, has, has come from planning. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to the 1% or the wealthy individuals in this world, and all of their success really, or, or where they at today, is because they sat down and thought about it and put it together in place. And so it's the same with this. If you don't want to be put in a situation where your mom passed, you know, suddenly your husband passes suddenly, and then here it is, you're, you're, you're putting yourself or your children in a situation where you have to cough up, let's just say $15,000. Usually when you have to cough up that money, you have like a week. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, um, you have a month to pay for it. You have to pay for it immediately. And so when you sit there and put this money away and grandma passes away, that's one, because remember, when someone passes away in your life, that, you know, changes the paradigm of your household. Because yeah. let's just say it was your husband and he was the breadwinner right totally switches and, everything. right so everything switches so if he was paying the mortgage if he was paying the bills and then let's just say you weren't prepared for that now you have to worry about not only maintaining what he was doing but covering I'm the cost that. with that money you've just put so much stress on your your wife or in your children and they don't deserve that you know especially the, in that time of loss they don't deserve it so let's just say um regardless of age i want to pre-plan what are the steps of pre-planning like what is step one. What do I do? What am I looking for? What am I Googling? Like, what do I do? I would say the first thing is maybe to just find a facility that you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully that facility will be St. Fort's Funeral Home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, we're in North Miami Beach for those of you that don't know. (laughs) We'll give out all your info before we sign out. um, Number, Instagram, everything. Once you find that um, facility, Mm -hmm. the next thing to do is just make a phone call Mm -hmm. and ask them if they um, offer those uh, services of pre-planning and if they do then it's just either if you're scared let's just say you're scared and you don't even want to go into it you could you know talk to a funeral director and ask them hey can you just give me some idea of what the average cost of either a funeral or cremation is Mm -hmm. and once they do that you can ask them over the phone, hey, well, you know, what would I be looking at to create a payment plan? So I'll give you an example. I have one now, and it's a $100 deposit, and it's $85 for five years, and that pays off a funeral. Wow. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think $85 a month is a huge burden, or I don't think $100 is a huge burden as a deposit either. Yeah. So um, we have that plan set in place for individuals that want to plan for it early. So once you come up with all of that, then it's just a matter of starting it, and you're done. Oh, you know- there's a, a misconception in our community that they can't afford it, they don't pre plan. Then, after someone passes, we're going to go fund me asking for help. Right. Like, why do you think that misconception that it's it's out of our means and we can't afford it? And- Again, I, I think part of that comes from the whole planning thing. It's kind of like, you know, and I'm I'm going to speak for myself here, you know, um, you know, annual physicals, going to the doctor every so mm-hmm. often, you know, some of us just don't want 
want to deal with that because you're like, okay, well, what if they say something? You I know? don't want to know what I have. Right. Like the other day, I had like a, this was a year ago, I had a, a lump in my neck. Oh, and you were I, like... Oh, man. I was sweating and oh, I was paranoid no. and I was shaking. They had me do all sorts of MRIs and they, they had to like remove the fluid and they were like, oh, you're lucky it's not cancerous. So oh, I'm like, oh, God. But just the thought. You know? yeah. 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 Just the thought. But um, I think the, the biggest misconception is just people, you know, and it's, I understand. Mm-hmm. Who wants to talk about the yeah. end? Right. Nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to talk about the happy times, good mm-hmm. times. But what happens is we have to understand that, you know, unfortunately, eventually it's going to happen. Yeah, right? it's a reality. Right. So, like, here's the thing. This is a crazy thought. Believe it or not, I put myself in so many situations where I envision my parents passing away. Mm. And I do that on purpose. Um, and the reason I think of my parents passing away is so that I know, okay, well, once they pass away, how do I handle that? Mm-hmm. Or how do I move on? Yeah. Because you know why? The truth is, is that it's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not to say who knows. I, I might be the first to go. But at least with me thinking like that, you know, I, not only am I thankful to have my parents because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has them. Mm-hmm. But it puts me in a situation where, okay, what it is uh, what is it that I need to have in place so that when this does does happen nothing's gonna catch me by surprise so like my parents i know where all of their wills are i know the insurance information we've done all of that Mm. i mean now it might be because you know i'm in the business but again but the average person should should be doing the the same because the stress during death is like unreal it is unreal how should someone step to a family member and be like you know what let's pre-plan like how do you start that conversation that death conversation so a lot of people don't even like bringing up the subject like grandma or mom or dad like right so i've had this um for the families let's just say their daughter want to plan for the parents Mm -hmm. and the parents don't want to discuss it I've actually had the person that is going to be in charge sit with me and plan it for the other person. Mm. So you can do that, too. Like if the other person doesn't want to deal with it, then as long as you're going to be the guarantor, you are the one that will sit with us. And then you'll put all the paperwork together and make the payments and say, you know, something happens is for my mom. And so Mm. a, a lot of people do that. Actually, I would say majority of our clients plan for someone else. Instead of the person planning, again, because people are afraid to talk about their end of life Mm -hmm. thing, right? So most of my clients are planning for someone else. You know, what's funny in my family, my grandmother, when she was about 88, she was like, I want to go set up my funeral. So she came to me about it. I'm like, abuela, don't even talk to me about that. Goodbye. I'm not talking to you about that. And she was going to every family member and no one wanted to deal with it. But then eventually my mom and my brother went with her. She made her own arrangement. She had a dress that was specially made with mm. silk from Dominican Republic. Mm. They, she had a dress made in her favorite color. My grandmother set up her whole thing. She wanted. She lived in New York but wanted her services here in Miami. And she set up everything. And then, unfortunately, after my grandmother died in January, a week later, my mom passed away. Oh, and we weren't prepared for that because my mom, she would be in and out of the hospital dealing with cancer. But she always came out and came home. Right. So when that happened... It was like kind of heaven sent that my grandmother did it. So we just followed what my grandmother did with my mom and did the same thing for my mom. But it's like I would definitely, as a person who has dealt with death very recently, plan it. 
Yeah. Set it up. You don't want your family stressed out when right. someone passes suddenly or through illness or whatever the situation may be. Right. And so many young people are passing away now. And I know, you know, parents don't want to like set up for their children or anything, but right. like I'm talking about 20 year olds, 30 year olds with illnesses right. that they didn't even know they right. had, car right. accidents. So even if, let me ask something can you just set up a, a, a funeral arrangement but not have it specifically for one, for a, for a person? Like in case someone in your family passes you know that's a good question so um no for the most part when mm-hmm. you're planning with the funeral director mm-hmm. um they're gonna ask you for the whomever person. you're planning it now one thing that has happened to us is we've had some clients where they ask us well can we transfer the contract into someone, someone else's else. name mm-hmm. so in a situation like that if let's just say you planned it for grandma and then mom passes away yeah. and grandma's still around but you want to transfer those funds yeah as long as you're willing to cancel the contract for grandma then yes you can okay you can so tra- if like you do put a it for someone you can transfer that's right. good to know yep. so i want to talk about evans your workshop yes. i mean i never thought of a workshop for this topic but mm-hmm. it's like the perfect place to get questions answered sure to find out more information, to see if you could afford it or not, right. figure out a game plan so that right. you guys can afford it. Right. So your workshop, it's a funeral planning workshop, and it's a series hosted by you and your funeral home. Mm-hmm. And it's um, to help make an educated decision, planning and living a peace, a peaceful end of life. I like that. And it's happening Thursday, April 25th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the St. Forts Funeral Home, located at 16480 Northeast. 19th Avenue in North Miami Beach. So where can they go? Um, do they just show up at the door? Like, how is this working? Yeah, so I don't want anyone thinking that it's just going to be a plain old boring, you know, mm-hmm. someone's going to be talking to you about um, pre-planning. Duh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Um, the setup is actually like we'll have music, food, drinks, okay. and it's going to be kind of like informal. So, you know, you can pop in and out and see what we're discussing mm-hmm. and or socialize or network because uh, we'll have have some vendors there too but as far as the um topic of discussions of course we're going to be talking about you know uh what it takes to pre-plan how to Mm -hmm. pre-plan the average cost and um we'll have an attorney there on site too to discuss you know estate planning uh, probate, uh, how to set up your wills mm-hmm. and a trust. So um, it's really going to be a really awesome event. Um, like I said, it's not going to be something that's super formal. Yeah, um, It'll be kind of informal, casual, and it's really just come in and just get some information and um, hopefully you can kind of like pass it on to your family members yeah. and then if they get comfortable enough to do something then you kind of do you can tackle it you have information now so it's like anything else you know knowledge is power mm-hmm. so at least you'll have some sort of knowledge on you know how to handle this if something were to happen because the truth is something is going to happen and you know a lot of um us and i'm saying us because it's our people we feel like i don't own anything i don't have anything to my name why do i need a will right. things like that and these are some of the questions that you can ask yeah. because everybody should have a will just to say what you would like in case you can't speak in case you pass away and you die and you want things a certain way you should definitely have that in order no for sure you know i had a client um once and um 
he was a full-time working father. He had three kids. He was supporting his family. And um, his father had came ill, mm -hmm. and his father really had no other one to take care of him. So then his father ended up living with the son. Mm -hmm. And the son ended up having to kind of like uh, reduce his full-time schedule to part-time mm. because he was taking care of his dad. And so... Um, believe it or not, once the um, father became ill and he unfortunately lost his life, it completely disrupted um, the son because with the son having to take a backseat with work, um, he was put in a financial situation where he wasn't able to pay the bills the way he used to. Mm. And so you see how that one thing affected a whole nother chain reaction, yeah, a domino effect. group of people. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to it and he sat with me, he literally looked at me in the face and said, Evans, you know, I, I haven't been able to really work the way I've been working and um, he said to me before I even had a chance to talk numbers said I don't know how I'm going to pay for this because I haven't been able to t take care of my family um, ever since this situation has happened and so you know um I felt so bad that, you know, I figured something out in terms of how to help him. Uh, one thing that I have at the office, uh, well, at the funeral home that I've done for individuals that don't have the money up front is, uh, believe it or not, we'll loan you the money. Mm. Um, so with the loan, though, um, I'm going to be black and white. Yes, yeah. we do charge interest. Yeah. And I don't suggest it um, for individuals because the interest rate that we charge, you know, is, is not worth it to me. So but pre planning, pre -planning is 100, right, 100, right. 100 percent times better. Right. So now again, the workshop is Thursday, April twenty fifth. It starts from six to eight p.m. and it's at the Saint Forts Funeral Home, located at one sixty four eighty Northeast Nineteenth Avenue in North Miami Beach. I suggest you go because we, what we've been discussing today is so important, and I want our community to be educated on this. I recently went through it. Trust me, you don't want to go through it. So pre plan. Evans, I want to thank you so much for informing our, our listeners this morning. It's been an amazing show. Thanks for having me. Your girl, Super Cindy, 99 Jams.